This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we are back in Nevada for part two in Las Vegas again. Yeah, Las Vegas, another Vegas, another Silver State, so... Buckle up and join us on this twisted ride through Sin City. Yolanda Yvette Brown was born May 17, 1972 in Louisiana. She lived most of her life in Las Vegas, and as an adult, she would work as a pit bookkeeper at the Las Vegas Hilton. Like most people who grow up in Vegas, she took a, took a casino job. Yeah. Most people work nights. This is definitely a nighttime city. We can attest to yes. that. And it's a service industry city. I mean, can you imagine how much money waitresses make there? Or people who park valets just in tips? Think about it. Yeah. hundred bucks for a a tip to park your car close. Just saying. That adds up. In 1991, Yolanda gave birth to her first child, a little boy named Jonathan. And the next few years were spent in and out of court trying to get child support from Jonathan's dad. Mm. But she was good, though. Great mom, she had her own car, paid her own bills, whatever Webby's saying. Remember that song? Independent? I would sing it, but I'm not the... I don't remember it. You're, the, sure you're the singer of this duo. Anyways, by 1996, Yolanda had another baby, a little girl named Asia, with a man named Alexander that hmm. she had met while working at the Hilton. But this relationship wouldn't last either, unfortunately. And again, Yolanda was back in court, but this time she would be seeking primary custody of their infant daughter. At some point, Alexander had allowed his mother in California to keep Asia and had basically told his mom, you can have primary custody of her. Yolanda was like, "Um, hell no, I didn't say that. Bring my daughter back. And that's something that would have to be decided in court. Right. So they end up in court. So Alexander tells the judge that the two had agreed that the grandmother could have primary custody of baby Asia. Yolanda's attorney said no such agreement existed. There was no papers. And you can't do a he said, she said when it comes to custody of a child. like There has to be evidence. Yeah, you need papers that are signed. And there there was nothing. So the judge said parents have superior custody rights over the grandparents and ordered Alexander to return the child to Yolanda. He also ordered Alexander to pay $406 a month in child support and gave him visitation every other weekend once Asia was returned to her mother. Mm. So in August, another custody hearing was held and the judge was pissed when he found out baby Asia had still not been returned to her mother. So he asked Alexander why and he says, I have no control over my mother. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's if if he's claiming that his mother has his child and won't, that's kidnapping, technically speaking. I mean, if, if I don't believe him. Yeah. But that's kid. No. No. Sorry, sir. I mean, judges don't care about what your bald headed mama said. So when they give you an order, you better follow it. Yeah. So, judge is mad as hell and tells Alexander that you have until Saturday to bring Asia back from California and return her to Yolanda 
or you are going to jail mm-hmm. and you will sit there until this baby is brought back. So Alexander's whole demeanor changes. He tells the judge, I was actually about to go to California later this week, so I'll get her and bring her back. And the judge tells them, you know, if your mother gives you any trouble and won't give you Asia, then I will issue a bench warrant for her and she will go to jail too. So basically, everybody's going to fucking jail if this baby is not brought back to her mother. Yeah. Period. We're not talking about this again. So a status check is set up for a few days later to see if the baby was in fact returned. But it was canceled because he brought her back. So he had he to bring, had to, they had to meet at the police station in exchange. Okay. So she's back. It's, everybody's good. Yeah. So a few months later, on October 8th, 1996, Yolanda goes to work at the Las Vegas Hilton. She works her entire shift. Nothing's off. Nothing's odd. She leaves when she gets off work about 3 a.m., but she never goes home. Oh, no. So Yolanda and her two kids actually lived with her parents and they would watch the kids while she worked because she, mm-hmm. you know, she worked a night shift. So when she hadn't returned home by about 9.30, this is at six hours mm-hmm. at this point from when she should have, you know, when she got off work, her parents called the police because this is not like her. She would not stay yeah. out. She would not come home to her babies. So later that same day, a UPS driver is driving along Route 159. And as he was approaching mile marker 15, he spots what looks like someone lying on the dirt not far from the road. So he pulls his truck over, you know, kind of to see what's going on. And as he gets closer, he realizes that it is the body of a woman. So he goes back to Las Vegas and calls the police. It wasn't long before police identified the body of Yolanda Brown, which is terrible. Um, homicide detectives come in. They rule out sexual assault or robbery as a motive. Her purse is found about a half a mile away. Hmm. Still, everything inside, her wallet, money, all the things. And there was no attempt to cover her body up. Like, she's just laying wow. out in the open on the side of the road. Just oh, interjecting yeah. in that. It just makes me think it happened fast. Right. The dis- it yeah. sounds so cold saying disposal of a body. But it well, sounds like it, it probably happened very quickly well, if you didn't bury it. And it's almost like it may have happened somewhere else and they yeah. dumped it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's kind of what I would think. And there, was, there wasn't anything that I found. There wasn't a lot on this case, period. But there was nothing that I found that showed, you know, that there was anything showing that it had been done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like done somewhere else or that the body had been moved right. or anything. So cause of death was determined to be strangulation. So strangulation is the compression of the neck that leads to unconsciousness or death by causing increasingly hypoxic state in the brain. So, I mean, strangulation is a very personal way to kill somebody. Yeah. It's a, I just want to kill you kind of murder. And like I said, nothing was taken and she wasn't raped. So so there are three different types of strangulation. Did you know that? No. There's hanging. Oh. Obviously being suspended by Mm -hmm. a cord. Ligature, which is strangulation without suspension, using a cord-like object in a garrote. You know, the like a stick that, which is what was used in Jean Benet Ramsey. Mm -hmm. You know, they Mm -hmm. had that piece of broke. What was it? A broken paintbrush. Like the wood part of a paintbrush that was used. Oh, is that what that was? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And manual strangulation, okay. which is when you use your hands 
Or other extremity, like a knee or arm or whatever. Yeah, a body part. So Yolanda was manually strangulated. This induces usually a violent struggle because you're Ugh. air hungry, because you can't breathe and your body is panicking. It's also the most commonly used way in a domestic violence yeah. situation. Because that's what you have on you. Right, you know? right. There's You don't have to have a weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean... So when a person is strangled, it can take less than 10 seconds for them to lose consciousness and death can occur in under five minutes. So you, you have time to change your mind when you're strangling somebody. Like they may pass out, but they're not dead. Yeah. So you, that feels like you have to want to kill, you know what I mean? To keep going. Yeah. yeah. Just because they're passed out, of course, doesn't mean they're No. And and sometimes it takes longer. It can take up to like eight minutes. Oh my gosh. Strangling. It's terrible. It's horrifying. Obviously, all, this all depends on the size of a yeah, person. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Like, it'd probably take me a lot longer to strangle somebody yeah, than somebody course, like than a big guy. Nancy yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. Sam. That makes sense. I really hope my search history is cleared because I was Googling oh, no. all this stuff about strangling. Oh, How long God. does it take to strangle somebody? How long does it take for them to die? And I'm like, oh, Lord, my door is going to get fucking kicked down like Christmas vacation with a SWAT team. I mean. Yeah. It all went through my mind. But hey, if they look like those guys from Thunder from Down Under from last weekend in Vegas, I would not be upset. Oh, no. Don't kick my door down, though. I'll I'll open it for you. Come on in, boys. (laughs) We know. We know. Our search history is Is not very bad. It's bad. So there was another custody hearing set for December 3rd, 1996, which was two Mm. months after her death. Yolanda's sister was there. And that's who had baby Asia. She had been keeping her. And there was also a representative from the mediation center who informed the judge that Alexander was the prom suspect in Yolanda's murder. Makes sense. Just to kind of keep a heads up. Yeah. They hadn't arrested him. There wasn't enough evidence. So the judge says Asia needs to stay with Yolanda's sister until their investigation can be concluded. A hearing to determine the status of the investigation was set for the end of the month, mm. so just a couple weeks later. At that hearing, the judge reviewed a report made by the mediation specialist, and she said that Alexander had apparently told her there was no need for her anymore because the two had worked out their differences. Mm. It also said that he was still the prime suspect in her death, and it also outlined other crimes that he had been a part of like obstructing a police officer, firing a gun in public, not murders per se, but kind of speaking to the character of who he was. So the judge rules that the baby is to stay with the aunt, but he still gets visitation, which I think is pretty messed up. You're still a suspect in this baby's murder, baby's mother's murder. It's surprising, but that I've heard of other cases where that happens. And you get this baby over the weekend. And the Mm. judge told her sister, you need to make sure you have someone going with you during these exchanges because I don't trust him. But you're giving him the baby? And it's not mm. supervised? So he's dangerous, but I mean, I can't. We're CPS. Like, do they not? I don't know. I don't know anybody in CPS. Maybe they don't get involved unless court ordered, but. Yeah, I don't. You would think. I I don't either. So over a decade later. Alexander Green drove out to State Route 157 on a night in January. Right before midnight, he fired a single shot from a handgun into his chest. A decade later? Yes. 
His body is found by police, and his death is ruled a suicide. So he was never Never. arrested for it. No, never arrested, never charged. No one was. No one has ever been arrested in Yolanda's death. It is still unsolved to this day. He was never found guilty. There was not enough evidence to convict him or even charge him with anything to arrest him. I wonder if... I just want to put that out there. Like, we're not... He may not have had anything to do with it whatsoever. It's very suspect, but Mm -hmm. he was never charged formally or anything. I mean, it's Las Vegas. Who knows? She worked at a casino. She could have been in the wrong crowd. She could have been in the wrong crowd and not even know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she... A total stranger could have picked her up in the parking lot. Like, Mm -hmm. who knows? We just don't. It's, It's very sad. And, I mean, this little girl lost her mom. Yeah. And then she lost yeah, her that's dad. The thing. So I wonder what led him. I mean, probably the cloud of, I'm just speculating, but you would think the cloud of suspicion over him, probably from her family, people. But a decade later, mm-hmm. that's the thing for me that's, it would seem maybe within a couple of years. Right. I mean, not that you can get rid of guilt or whatever quickly, or if you have guilt at all, I, who know, who's to say? It's just a terrible situation, and it's terrible that it's still unsolved. Yeah, that is sad. I mean, do you want to hear a speculation station with me? You know I do. Beep, beep. I love a speculation. Some people hate that, and that's fine. (sighs) I mean, what if it was like a mob hit? Oh, whoa. That's I mean, it's Vegas, and she was a pit boss, and there's money, a lot of fucking money exchanging hands every night, and I'm not saying that she Mm -hmm. did anything, but- yeah. Not that it, you know what I mean. I'm not saying that she deserved this or anybody does or anything. Don't don't get my words twisted. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, maybe she got in with the wrong crowd and didn't even know it. Yeah. She could have been an innocent bystander and witnessed something she shouldn't have. Yeah, that's true. So. In the wrong place of the wrong time. I just wouldn't put anything past Vegas. Just saying. That is the thing. Now that we went to Vegas, we've seen it. You can't put anything past it, for real. I have to talk about our shenanigans in a second. <laughs> but first, we do have a new patron. Yay! I don't even know if I told you this one yet. You haven't. Charlie. The Charlie from Charlie's. Finally! <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. The restaurant and bar in the River Market that we love. The Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. It's thank you, Charlie. Charlie with two E's at the end. One of my favorite names. But thank you so much. We, I'll be there this Sunday. Well, we record... Early. Early. But I'll be there this Sunday for the drag show, so I'll let y'all know how it goes. But I'm excited that kickball starts Late. later this week, so I can enjoy it this time. We saw an amazing drag show in Vegas. I love the comedy aspect. Hilarious. But I was grasping at my fake pearls because she, she was, was rough. bold. She was just She like, was rough. She was funny. I appreciate her humor. She was hilarious, humor. but she was uh, roasting the entire audience. The, every, if you did not walk by. Who? I'm, I'm not getting up. I, I did. <laughs> I don't remember what she said because I was around to like zoom through. You were, you were walking and she's like, look at her advertising oh, yeah. or something yeah. like that. I'm like, I'm not getting up. Circling back, we did stay at the Sahara, and we did see the area that Sahara Sioux was murdered and found in. Obviously, everything about that area has changed in 40 years. It looked like a nice new parking parking lot, lot, basically. But it was interesting to be in that area and see kind of what it was like, because it's toward the end of the Strip, and there aren't as many people walking there as there are, you know, as you go further up or take the, like we did, take the monorail further up. So it is... 
while Vegas has tons of people all the time, where we were late at night, because the first night when we got there, Samuel and I walked around more around that area to grab something to eat and walk back to the hotel. And it was it was a Thursday night, but there were not a lot of people out at all. And there were a lot of homeless people. Doesn't mean they're dangerous. Right. But there were some people on drugs as well. And again, I'm not saying they're dangerous, but right. there are there's a homeless population, there's a population on drugs roaming around. There was one that was it, I had we had some interesting situations, <laughs> let's just put it that way. But, Hate that I miss all that. <laughs> but my point is someone could have definitely done something to her even then and no one's seen it. Because you always think it's so busy here. Right. But there's the thing of certain times it's not in certain areas. And then also, this is what I was thinking about when we were there. We went to Fremont, that area, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like chaos. It was a it was a lot. Like there's snakes everywhere. There's butts. There's <laughs> chaos. It's chaos. So the what I was thinking is something crazy could happen, and you not notice it because something else is happening. You know, well, or or it's kind of hard to explain, or in even words. something happens. It's a lot like Bourbon Street. Yeah, every there's something everywhere, and you might not like even someone could be yelling weird. no, and then be like, "Oh my god, she's drunk. I'm her husband. I'm taking her home." You know, yeah. So it's it's kind of like there's so much stuff going on. There's people doing all types of things, so something might not stand out if someone's being taken or right. And it's kind of freaky to think about it like that, but it just that thought of, oh, someone had to have seen something. Well, maybe they did, but they didn't think it was something bad. I don't know. And we also got some comments and emails from listeners from the Sahara suitcase saying that in the reconstruction, they see Native American similarities. I initially kind of thought that or that she was maybe mixed with another race. But I see the Native American for sure. I do in the Reconstruction, but in the postmortem pic, that's what has me confused. Because to me, in that, she looks white. But obviously, they had to have gotten a good look at her for the sketch. So it's still definitely a possibility that she's another race or some type of mixed race. Who's to say? But the emails have been rolling in. We love it. They've been nice. They've still all been nice. Uh, we've also gotten a lot of case suggestions recently. We love that. Yeah. And I have a Word doc with everything written down so I don't lose track. And believe it or not, we got multiple DMs from people about partying with the Amish. <laughs> and I have to say, am I the only person who has not? Um, For real. Probably not. I bet Jason has. <laughs> uh, I need to write that down. So I, I asked him. So patron Jesse sent us an email about Amish parties. She said that North Central Arkansas has a large Mennonite community, and a lot of them are former Amish. She said that she worked with a Mennonite that was formerly a Pennsylvanian Dutch Amish, but he got he got kicked out for setting up a sound system in his buggy. So he, you know, went a to the sound Mennonites system and said, in his buggy. Yes, I would have uh, died to see that. He should, I hope he kept that or was able to. That's hilarious. She also mentioned the purple people from Yellville, Arkansas. And I ask so mm-hmm. many people in Arkansas about that and no one ever knows what I'm talking about. They were a cult operating about like 15 or so-ish years ago. I don't really know for sure, but they all wore purple. If I can find enough info on them, I may have to cover them someday. She also sent some pics of her real baby and her fur babies. Well, the baby's like five, but that's to me, that's a baby. Oh my gosh. We got a message and I saw it on my phone and I tried to find it last night and I couldn't for the life of me. I can't remember if it was Facebook or what. 
but she mentioned that she knew I was from Arkansas, but she heard me mention Mountain Home. Uh-huh. And she currently lives in Gamalia, uh-huh. which is in the same county. Have you heard of it? Yeah. So it's a nice place to camp. So long story short, I grew up in Gasville. No one ever knows where that is. So I say I'm from the Mountain Home area. Okay. Because I at least have a 50-50 shot in Arkansas of someone being like, oh, I know where that is. Also, I went to Cotter High School. If anybody just, wants to guess your passwords, dang. <laughs> None of these are my password. <laughs> oh, our newer patron, Nick from New York, listened to my request and he emailed some adorable dog pics. It made me think maybe we should start posting listeners' pets or patron pets on our social media from time to time for happy, wholesome content. I don't know, like, <laughs> for Baby Friday. <laughs> Someone probably already does a Fur Baby Friday. That's not very original. Some of our patrons are due for shirts, and I asked what you wanted. You gave me that information, and it's been forever. So we, our shirt company had a long delay. They're finally in my hands. I'm going to mail them out to you this week, so you'll be getting it in the near future. I think that's all the housekeeping I have. It's kind of a lot, but... Um, I have no housekeeping. I'm, I'm Vegas hungover still. Now let's still. talk about our Vegas trip, now that I've gotten the housekeeping <sighs> under the way. It was... Okay, first things first. We're not going to get into it because it's okay, traumatic. I don't want to say I told you so. Frontier is terrible. They're not even the Dodge Neon of the sky. It, they have been... They're the Dodge Dart I, of the sky. I was rooting for you, Frontier. I was never on your I team. I have flown Frontier multiple times Mm-mm. in the past, and it was fine. But here's Mm-mm. the thing. This was my first canceled flight, and they screwed us over at every step of the way. They canceled our flight. When we were calling, it was still just saying it was on track and delayed. Lies. Bunch of bitches. They all went home for the day. Only some <sighs> lady from American Airlines there could... Kind of help. She did what she could. Ashley and some people had to drive to Dallas to fly out. Me and Samuel had to drive to Memphis to fly out. They wouldn't let either of us fly back to those cities. We all flew back to Little Rock and had to drive back to (laughs) Dallas and Memphis. It was, I'm just saying. No. I don't, okay. I I, would fly in a pterodactyl's asshole before I I flew Frontier again. I agree. I am not one for conspiracy theories, and y'all know that. But I was starting to believe humans don't work for Frontier. I thought it was ran by robots and bots in general. Mm-mm. So Still not convinced. We well, I say that. But when we boarded the flight in Las Vegas, I did see their pilot get on. And let me tell you, he looked like a stripper. I would have sat in the cockpit. Well, when we were boarding our flight, I looked in the cockpit on purpose because – and then I loudly said – just, no, flying. no, I was like, okay, well, at least there's humans in there. And the flight attendant looked at me like, oh, God, we got a crazy mm-hmm. on our flight. And I was like, it's not robots from what I can tell. But we never got a hold of a human being trying to help nope. us. Terrible. But Vegas was fun. Yes. We made the most of it. We got there What was your later. favorite part? Oh, my gosh. Okay. The drag show was a blast. Drag show was amazing. If you're in Vegas, senior frogs. Yes. I, I know I know it sounds cheesy and like your spring break ninety seven in Panama City. Do senior frogs in Vegas. It's a treasure real. island and it was a few of the queens from RuPaul's were on there. One of them was from the very first season and I can't remember her name. This is gonna sound really weird, but I really enjoyed the monorail rides and stuff. Oh, you poor girl. That was no! the worst. <laughs> well, it wasn't ideal, but it was pretty. It was pretty. Yes, it was pretty. We rode on the sun during the sunset a couple of times. You get your drink in your hand because you can just drink everywhere in Vegas. You're on the monorail. You're just having a 
weird time, jumping over people, dancing. It's my favorite part. Since you did not ask. What's the well, I was fountain? The fa- I thought you were going to say Thunder from Down Thunder Under. Thunder from Down Under or the Grammy party that, that me and Jake went to. The, the VIP. And listen, y'all. It was literally like. Are you going to blast Jake? It was on like the, air? the hangover. He doesn't listen either. Yeah, he doesn't listen either. <laughs> we we meet these girls at Thunder from Down Under. One of them does like broadcasting in Canada, and so she gets us into this VIP pre Grammy party with like Bruno Mars and APAC and like all these celebrities. And we get there and we get in and it's totally like the movies. Like they, she tells them who she is and she's got us with her and he goes and gets this other guy and they we feel real important. They stamp us and let us through the ropes and all these people are like, wait, why are they going to go in? And we're like, good peasants. <laughs> move, move out of the way, peasants. Anyways. And Jake realizes he's lost his phone. <sighs> we're inside. We're here. We're queer. We're dancing. All the things. All the celebrities and... Jake has lost his cell phone in an Uber, in one of the 10,000 Ubers in Las Vegas. And so the rest of the night was spent trying to track this phone down. It was. And it was our last night. <laughs> it was our last night. I mean, bless his heart. He it, does feel terrible. He, he has texted me terrible. every day and been like, I'm so sorry. I'm it so sorry. It happens. You lose your phone in a crevice. Everyone's done it. I would have flipped every fucking table over in that building if my phone would have been gone. So he handled it a lot better than me. And so you were with him and on our end, so we... We split up. We split up. So we had the find a friend app or whatever. So we could see his location based on his phone. So we have it pulled up and it's just going through all over. And it's an Uber driver. So he's never stopped. She's like, like, I pull up he's the over phone, here. He's over there. And he's just bebopping. At one point, he's so south in Vegas. We're like... And one of our friends was like, let's go track him down. I'm like, we will never track him down. We don't have a car. I'm not like. Long story short, though, he did get his phone back. He did. Another friend lost his keys in the hotel room. <laughs> oh my God. It was. Can I just say this? Dudes and losing stuff. I can't. I just. Maybe they need purses. That You know what? That would help them That would a help lot. a lot. That would help a lot. you never leave your purse. But it's easy, you know. But anyway, what else? It's we did so much. It's a blur. But the Bellagio, the fountains, worth it. 100%. I want some it's money. Free. Ashley is lady luck. I am <laughs> lady loser. Every time I stuck a quarter in, I swear to a just a quarter slot machine, you would just I would win. It would win. It would hit every time, and I would just cash out. Yeah, in the words of the late great Kenny, yeah, no one to hold them and no one to fold them, Lacey. I won $4 cash out. You did. You did. You're like, nope, I'm not spending nope. any more money here. You won. What was your biggest win? 68.50. I mean, hey, that's cool. I Off a quarter? Yes. Yes. That's the thing. Off a quarter. I mean, I know people gamble and they win thousands and thousands, no, but I we don't get the chance. 60 we don't bucks. I'm spend like, I'm that out. much. I'm out. I'm walking away. <laughs> I played that Wheel of Fortune machine and put, it was a quarter machine. I put in a dollar. I won 13 bucks. But I, it's 13, so I just spin it and lost. But overall, I lost maybe 20 bucks. There you period. go. I got two free drinks. So I, I counted I as a win. I did not get a, a one free drink. Not a one. <sighs> they Because I didn't get them a chance. Down. Like, I would put the well, court and I would, and, I would ta- and I would leave. I no. didn't want to spend more money at one machine, but she took my order and was not coming back in so long. And she was obviously probably doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'd spend more money, but I'm just like, do, 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 calling like on my phone. And finally I'm like, oh, 
Oh gosh, I don't have any more dollars to spend. But oh my gosh, it was a lot of fun. I loved all the the Venetian was actually really Venetian was really cool. We didn't ride the gondolas, but we'll eventually if I go back. The Bellagio was beautiful inside and outside. The Sahara was pretty cool too. I will say this. The chandelier bar was not as cool as I thought no, it was going to be. was not as cool. The Instagram pictures make it look so much larger and like glassier. And it was not. No. Not impressed. Oh Underwhelmed expensive drinks. Yeah. We haven't talked about Meow Wolf. Oh my God. So I've been trying to explain Meow Wolf to people who ask and I have no idea how to explain it. What do you call so, it? So. Like an immersion virtual. It's. Okay. World? So it's like. <laughs> it's called. It's an Area 15. Which I like how they flipped around yeah, 51. Yeah. Which is a cool area. They've got like a ride that was going up and down. Kind of like a, not really a Ferris wheel. It just kind of lifts you up. And, mm-hmm. and then um, you go inside and there's like a putt-putt place. It's like, oh, an, in, it's like an enclosed strip mall. Mm-hmm. And, but way cooler. But way cooler because it's all Black lights, yeah. and there's like a big skull in the front, and neon, neon everything. And there's like a putt putt place. There's a distillery there. There's a bar right in the center around this big tree that's glowing. Oh man, we didn't have the time to do all that. I wish we would have. And then Meow Wolf, yes. The, well, it's called Q Mart. Yes, that's and the weird part. It looks well, like Meow Wolf's the area. Yeah. So the uh, Q Mart kind of looks like a gas station. Wouldn't yeah. you say? Like a Well, a but there's a pharmacy. Store. Yeah, like a grocery like store. like a small town grocery yeah, store. Yeah. There's like a deli and a pharmacy mm-hmm. and then like the bars behind the pharmacy. Hidden. Hidden. Like you open up like the uh, like the cooler yeah. where like the soft drinks would be and there's all these doors and you go inside yeah. and it reminded me a lot of if anyone's ever been to the City Museum in St. Louis. I haven't. It's kind of like that. Um, there's like secret passageways yeah. and slides and it's it's hard yeah you're, it's, it's hard it's to very explain. difficult it's to explain worth going yeah go to meow wolf's website and look at the videos but it's just like there's rooms or even with, tiktok yeah. tiktok has oh, a lot of great yeah. videos there's rooms with strobe lights funky features uh just strange installations it's hard to explain but it's really fun i thought it was worth it it's not Definitely on the strip it. but it's near it we did not have the time to go to zach Begin's. I'm not thing. disappointed about not going to that. There was too. There was always something to do. We we had no downtime. No, we went nonstop. We went nonstop. Word to the wise: fuck them hills. Wear tennis shoes. I don't care if you have on a <laughs> star studded, agreed, agreed, beauty agreed. pageant ground crown. I will. Uh-uh, uh-huh. Don't don't wear the heels. All the blisters. Mm-mm. Or if you're gonna wear them, wear them. For like an hour and we have a backpack because I brought all the heels to wear. By night number two, my feet were shot, wore the flats. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. Mm -mm. It's not worth it. Like maybe wear a wedge to brunch and then change (laughs) immediately afterwards. You don't wear heels all day. Don't do what I did on Friday. Don't do it. But anyway, we don't know where we're going to be next week. We'll figure it out. It will be. Oh my. We haven't surprised anyone. But you know what else we have to do next week? Wait, what? Oh. The Patreon. Patron thing. Yes. And I've. I'm doing spring break. Yeah, I've got some updates, and people have been sending me links for things. Awesome. So awesome. I'm happy. We love you, that. you always find the best sources, and I, I'm always like, crap, I don't have anything. <laughs> Thank you all for helping me out. We appreciate it. Oh, and for the patrons, again, I made a US of M podcast patron only Facebook group. She did. And 
Ashley's in there. Who knows what she's going to post? She's a wild card. I'm not holding her back. Oh, boy. But for real, it's kind of go to the main patron page and you can find the info. And I post it on Instagram and Facebook on our, you know, public page. But you have to search for it. And then there's a code. If you're a patron, I'll give you the code. It'll be fun. And we will be back next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.